0: Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID.
1: 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. So I get by with a little help from my friends. But you're here, but you get to leave.
2: Eleven gallows
0: on your sleeve, shallow
1: figure,
2: winners made eleven shadows.
0: That's Funny, lo. Here is R.E.M. <laughs> you are, you are funny. Perfect circle off of the Murmur album. As we start the fourth and final hour of New York's favorite talk show, that's me, Sid Rosenberg, here on uh, WABC. Been a great three hours. Great Peter King from his hospital bed moments ago. That was that was really cool, wasn't that? That was great. And uh, who else was on uh, so far today? Curtis. Curtis was amazing. He always is. We had a great 740 guest today, but for some reason. I'm Mr. Kilmeade. Oh, Brian was great, right. So let's stay with Fox News. Mm. Brian Kilmeade to Dr. Mark Siegel. Siegs, like me, will be in front of his television 7 o'clock tonight, I hope at least, as the Knicks try to close out their series. Going to be tough. In five in Cleveland. And it looks like the Knicks are going to play Miami. Because John has got hurt. The Bucks are the best team in the NBA. But John has got hurt. And the Heat, coming off a Jimmy Butler 56-point performance, now shockingly lead Milwaukee three games to one. So you're looking at the real possibility of the Knicks versus Heat while the Sixers, who swept Brooklyn, will probably play Boston. But Boston had a chance to win their series last night. And the Hawks got the win to extend it to six. With that said, here he is, my friend, the great Dr. Mark Siegel. Good morning, Dr. Mark.
2: Wow, you got all that right. As usual, the great sports analyst, Sid Rosenberg, on top of political analyst, on top of hero and, and great heart. So oh, the only you. thing I want to say about the Knicks is I, the, the unspoken is that the addition of Josh Hart was oh, brilliant, huge because of his because of his you know his history at Villanova with with Brunson and Brunson's the hero of the year. I mean, Brunson's the MVP of the team. He's unexpected, unpredicted, a great point guard. They have needed for so many years since Walt Frazier, really. I mean, you know, apologies to a couple in between there, but, but I mean, Derek Harper was pretty good, but look Walt Frazier. And now, I mean, Brunson's not on the Walt Frazier level, but unbelievable how well he has played. And now Barrett waking up. I think if it's Miami, they have a shot. I don't want to say that they're, they're, I don't think they're there yet, Sid. I mean, look, tonight it's rough because it's on the road and and Randall's been injured. Let's see how he does. But they have a really good shot to close it out tonight. I agree.
0: No, I mean not about tonight, but they'll win this series. I don't think Cleveland will win three straight. And then I had the same conversation with Jeff Van Gundy, former great Nick coach, now great analyst alongside Breen and Jackson. He made a very rare New York appearance on my show here yesterday. And I said what you just said that Brunson is the second greatest point guard in Nick history. Now we did forget about Mark Jackson. Jackson had some really good years coming well, out of St. John's it, with Patrick Pat Ewing. Ewing. He worked. Right. Yeah.
2: He worked so well with Patrick Ewing. Right, Absolutely. Right.
0: But Brunson is the MVP. I was happy they benched Rand. Uh, Hart has uh, every intangible you want in a player. You're exactly right. They're getting unbelievable production out of their two big men, Robinson and Hartenstein at center, and Toppin coming off the bench. They're just they're fun to watch. So we'll see Game 5 coming up later on tonight.
2: And by the way, one more thing about Hart is everybody listening knows that what, what the trademark, Jeff Van Gundy trademark of the Knicks was, was defense. And Hart has given them both sides of the court yes. the intangible track. Yes, so
0: he, usually does, he usually does cover the best offensive player on the other team. So you're right. He he dies for loose balls a la Charles Oakley. He makes big threes. He's not afraid to take the ball to the basket. I love Josh Hart. I really do. So 1,000% agree, Dr. Siegel. And hopefully you and I will be together second round at Madison Square Garden for the Knicks and the Heat. All right, good. Now, let me get to uh, New York City because I still live in the city till I go back to Queens next month. I live downtown, but I still go uptown, like the Upper West Side, to get my body shaved and haircuts and stuff like that. And I can't believe, Dr. Siegel, I can't believe the amount of morons still walking around New York City wearing masks. Why?
2: Outside, where where I don't know what they're protected against. Maybe they're hoping a rat won't recognize (laughs) By the way, you you forgot one other thing. You go uptown to get paid dinners by John Casamitidis, the owner of this station. Well, that's true, too. (laughs) He feels bad for you when he always gives you the the primo seat at the table. You're the king seat. Yes, he does.
0: Now, listen, I I can't say enough good things about John and Margo. You're right. But on a serious note, why
2: are these people still doing that? There is no virus left. There's none. Well, that's just – look, for a long time now, it's been virtue signaling anyway. Even inside our medical center, mask, mask mandate is gone. So if a hospital is saying to you you don't have to wear a mask, why would you wear one on the street in good weather? I just got back from Scotland, by the way, enjoyed a couple of great Guinnesses when I went over to Ireland in Dublin. Amazing. But it's chilly over there. Maybe I could wear a muffler, but here it's warm. It's time <laughs> to, t- to take your warm clothes off.
0: It really is. Doesn't make and any sense. Doesn't no, make any sense. Right? and that sunshine, that vitamin D, is so good for your, uh, you know, for you that you don't, you know, the mask. All you're doing there is making life more difficult. Let's get to the story that you guys actually. By the way,
2: co- by the way Sid, you can't curse people on the street if they can't see your face. Right. Come on, this is New York. <laughs>
0: yeah. One of the things you talked about yesterday on Fox News was how doctors, Dr. Mark Siegel, are now encouraging. Weight loss surgery, surgery for overweight children. How about give the kid a salad? They need surgery?
2: Well, and it's up to over 2,000 per year teens over the age of, of 13. And the American Academy of Pediatrics backs this, plus the use of Ozempic and Wagovi, which do the same thing as bariatric surgery, only without surgery. But those are brand new drugs that adults are clamoring for. But children, it's, it's untried, long-term use. And you just said it. I mean, what did we do during the pandemic, by the way? And you're going to love this next point. We killed off gym classes. Are they back? No. What happened to physical education? What happened to recess, playing basketball at recess? What happened to good diets in the schools? All of this remote learning and shuttering schools led to a lot of sedentary behavior, nervous comfort food. You're not going to be surprised at this, but a study just came out from China yet that showed that if you eat french fries regularly over 11 years, you balloon up with pounds. Well, and that that there's a higher risk of depression, I should say, So, so in other words, it's comfort food, fast food eating, and sedentary behavior taking the place of play and gym and sports and activities that leads to the weight gain, and then suddenly some doctor comes and says, hey, you're in this category. Well, you are. You could have heart disease later on, diabetes, you know, I'm not poo-pooing all of this. We got to get the weight down, but let's recognize the damage the pandemic did, please.
0: The pandemic really did a lot of this damage, and we've never come back. You're exactly right. So the last time I was on Brian Kilmeade's really fine Fox News television show, One Nation, Saturday nights, it's on about three weeks ago, and uh, one of the stories he discussed was AI, artificial intelligence. But he was talking specifically about how people now steal other people's information identity theft really with ai but ai has come up in the medical profession as well something you also discussed not that long ago how ai can help doctors but at the same time harms a lot of doctors how was that the case
2: by the way brian is brilliant the two of you together it's like putting kindling and causing a great fire it's unbelievable (laughs) thank you no really but he made a point there that i have not made yet which is privacy, patient privacy is going to be a big problem the more that you have some computer crawling over your account. God knows what it's attached to at the other end. I like it as a research tool. I heard from a top radiologist at Harvard on my radio show last week who said, you know, we use CAT scans to look at organs like the liver or the kidneys, but we could use artificial intelligence to look inside bones and see how much fat you're building up and see what that's going to mean later on in terms of your bones and in terms of you know diabetes and such i love the idea of using ai under careful guidance but chat gpt some moron said oh if the doctor doesn't answer your question go home and plug in your question to chat gpt oh my god I, are you kidding me a robotic hi. voice says hi dr siegel not available but hi. you know scratch your left arm I mean, are <laughs> you kidding
0: me well i saw some guy did that and he's an 80 year old guy he went on a cruise had like a heart attack and almost died, but this is the new age.
1: At info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.
0: I mean, my sister Lizzie, for example, I love her desperately. She's a great girl, my my sister. She never took a, a, a medical class in her life, never went to medical school. But she Googles stuff, and now she talks like she's Dr. Mark Siegel. So this thing on AI is basically the same thing. Everyone's a doctor these days, but the problem is they're not.
2: No, and that that came out of the pandemic, too. And I think that the answer to this is that you need it's like a plane. Do you want a computer landing your plane? I mean, what if you got on a plane and they said, by the way, today we're going to try out the automatic pilot to land? Everybody would get off immediately. (laughs) Immediately. You
0: need
2: need somebody with experience. It's a tool that's got to be guided by a doctor in a way that helps them by accumulating data, not something to take control and provide answers that you can rely on. As you just said beautifully, Google started this problem. People, I, I, And I don't mind, Sid, when people come to my office with Google stuff. I don't care where they get their information. I want to discuss it with them. I don't mind the information part. I mind that they're getting decisions and diagnoses. That bothers me a lot.
0: So when this whole thing went down with this toxic train crash in East Palestine, not Steen, Ohio, (laughs) you were one of the brave souls that actually went there. You showed more courage than our own transportation secretary, that pussy Pete Buttigieg. Uh, You were there knowing full well what was out there. Do you know that just yesterday, Doc, months and months after that crash, people are still testing for vinyl chloride and benzene?
2: How crazy is that? Because it seeps into the water, and it seeps into the ground, and then it's reconstituted and, come back, and it comes back in the air. And I arrived there thinking, ah, this may be anxiety. All the ER doctors are saying people are anxious. But Then I smelled the air coming in at 4 a.m., and I had a sore throat for days after that. The only thing that was working there in East Palestine were two things. The donuts were unbelievable, and people were coming from all over the country bringing water for people to drink. That was really great. People coming up flatbed trucks from Texas with – Big vats of water, clean you know, clean water. Don't forget, uh, Don- don't water.
0: forget, Donald Trump on his visit also brought Trump water.
2: You know, and that's really, really important. And you didn't see the president there. I don't know if he re- if he even knows where it is. He might have no. gotten confused and <laughs> gone some other state by mistake. <laughs> but, but you know, and judge, as you said, did nothing. And and there really hasn't been any. Governmental pressure applied. I mean, it's like they're afraid of this train company. I mean, maybe we'll find out they have a they have an investment in it or something. But I I I think that this is a huge problem. I mean, they talk about the Democrats talk all the time about the environment, right? But what about the spills?
0: They never talk about those ever. Democrats always talk about they're the party of science. And there is no science in anything they do. I mean, they're just unbelievable. You know, last one, somebody just asked me to ask you this question. Is it possible that we're in the middle of a a big allergy season now, that some of these people wear masks to, to, uh, I guess, limit allergy attacks?
2: That's a brilliant question. And the answer is it's a bad idea because if you do it, when you take the mask off, it comes back worse. It and, does. And you're not you're it's actually affecting your breathing as you said wearing it outside wearing a mask outside affects your breathing you're not really effectively you are actually decreasing some of your exposure to allergens, but when you take the mask off, it gets worse and i'm worried about people doing that outside you You remember when they wouldn't let people play sports without a mask yeah. I thought seventeen year olds were going to have heart attacks you can't you can't breathe properly
0: no you can't so
2: if a boy a boy
0: puts on a wig and wakes up one morning and says, I'm a girl, you don't know it, you don't get it, I'm a girl. And that boy goes out in a swim meet, in a tennis match, and competes against a girl. You're a doctor, Mark Siegel, this is a doctor question. Is that still a boy versus a girl, even though that boy woke up that morning and thought he was a girl?
2: I think that there's a big hormonal issue here, and I look at it very scientifically that male hormones give you a tremendous advantage in sports. And that, now, for some reason, by the way, and I can't figure this out, when Richard Raskin became Renee Richards back in the 70s, and Billie Jean King, he ended, she, he, she ended up coaching Billie Jean King, but I, I, I never really accepted that. And somehow that wasn't as charged a question, but I, I think it's, a, it's a, a selective advantage in sports. And I think it under, never mind the locker room question, but I think it undermines the whole integrity of the sport. What do you think?
0: I agree with you 100%. It's gross. It's gross. And I've got a daughter who is a, a big-time tennis player who competed. And if some uh, guy walked on the court, put on a wig and went up against my daughter, I would run on the court and beat the living daylights out of that person. How about that?
2: That's me. I can't wait to see that. That's go, go that, 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 that yeah. what you just said about Pete Buttigieg, all going viral. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you
0: love coming on this. You're not going to get that on Fox News. I can promise you that. But at any rate, I did miss you. I'm glad you're home. Welcome back. Great spot this morning. Let's go, Nick We'll do it again very soon, pal. I love you. Thanks.
2: And we'll have our stake before the game against in Miami. You got it.
0: You got it. Keen Steakhouse, Dr. Mark Siegel and Sid Rosenberg. Knicks Heat, of course, you've got one more hill to climb. I know the Cavs winning three straight seems unlikely, if not impossible. But if the Cavs win tonight, all of a sudden, they only got to win two more. So before we put the cart in front of the horse, Knicks and Heat sounds good. Let's get a win ASAP. Oh, baby, Jim Belushi's coming up. Tunnel to Towers update as well. So let's take a uh, quick break. Wednesday morning, hump day, with the king of New York. That's me, Sid Rosenberg, right here.